What's up, guys? Here with you, FC Wonder Kid, episode 134. Here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? I'm doing well, Alex. Even at the early uh, start of the day here, because we're filming early. Uh, so if I look half asleep, that's that's uh, it's not my fault. Uh, but I am heading away on work, so we have to film early, which I know we're going to miss the Premier League weekend, but that does not mean we don't have so, so much to talk about here. We're going to do the Premier League best 11 so far this season. We're going to do top three players in the top seven leagues. We're going to talk about the U-17 World Cup, the Brazilia Row, which I, I think you've been uh, causing quite a little bit of stir about, With Alex. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But and so I'm excited to hear more about that. And then, of course, um, in the future, we will react to all the things that have happened in this weekend. But I think we have enough material here that we can definitely delve in, get started. And I'm excited, man. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. And you said it. We're from earlier. And that's why we'll be posting this on a Sunday afternoon, people. OK, it's coming out earlier. Listening to episode 134. Everything's all right. And some bold topics are going to be in this podcast, just like Bretson said. Champions League happened this week, and just an update here. The favorites to win the Champions Leagues for the bookies right now. Number one is Man City. Number two, Bayern Munich. Number three, Real Madrid. Four, Arsenal. Five, PSG. So Arsenal is considered more of a favorite than PSG, than Barcelona, than Napoli, than Dortmund, than Inter, and then Atlético de Madrid. I think Inter more and more are dark horses and underdogs because I believe yeah. they could beat a team like Arsenal. But let us know uh, down below what topics would you like to see in future podcasts because, yes, a lot of opinions are going to go in this one. And we're going to be talking the best 11 in the Premier League so far, Breton. I am dying to know your choices. But before we say ours, comment down below yours and like this video for more topics just like this. But I think in goal, we're both going to have the same, aren't we, Breton? <laughs> I, I, I think I think so. Uh, Onana? Who do you? <laughs> no, no. I'm joking. I'm no, joking. But no, he does have no five clean sheets. He does have five no clean Nana. sheets. No, uh, Nana. Of course he does. And y'all y'all were saying that about De Gea last year, too. Um, and and we, we saw what happened to him. No, I mean, Andre Onana has had some very, very good games. Um, he's also made some mistakes, as I, you know, as he did with Inter. Mm -hmm. But I think it was papered over by the fact that, well, you know, Champions League final. Um, so I, I think we, we probably are unanimous on this. I, I think it's the most consistent, even though he has made one or two weird mistakes this year in terms of distribution. Um, Allison, <laughs> I, I think, is the most consistent for me. Um, so Allison is my goalkeeper of choice uh, in the Premier League 11 so far in December. Eric Ten Hag did say, Eric Ten Hag said to the world, Onana is the mm -hmm. second best statistically in goals prevented in the Premier League. And it's right, because yep. the first, obviously, is Ali Sun, the best goalkeeper yep. in the Premier League and the starter of the Brazilian national team against Ederson. Alisson has four clean sheets until now in the Premier League, and he's played 245 games for Liverpool. Mm. He's one of the captains next to Trent and next to Virgil van Dijk. Key, key player that changed the course of Liverpool's history in the Premier League with Klopp. <laughs> for sure, but uh, I, I do think an honorable mention needs to be thrown out here for Guglielmo Vicario because uh, up until these last three yes. losses, uh, until the injuries started coming in, flooding in of 
key, important players. Vicario, I think, has surprised both of us um, with him coming in. I'd maybe uh, put and, Martinez and has... in front of Vicario, though, Breton. Or Pope. Would you? Martinez? I put Martinez. <laughs> Martinez is world class. Pope, but Pope early on this season was pretty rough, but True. he has rounded into form for Newcastle um, as of late, as they go through mm-hmm. a ridiculous injury uh, thing. But Vicario, I think, I mean, with Van de Ven in front of him, now injured, uh, with Kuti Romaro, with mm-hmm. that Spurs defense for the beginning half of the season, or beginning half, the beginning games up until the last three, uh, Vicario definitely deserves more of a shout. So I, I got him kind of a, a, a second slash third here, but Allison was pretty far front for me. I, I don't really see a contender at the at this moment. I'd say Martinez. So. For me, the top two goalkeepers in the Premier League, maybe. It, no, top three. You have to put Allison, Ederson, and uh, Emiliano Martinez, maybe. And David Ryan in that conversation, maybe, because he did cost a lot, and he's ahead of Ramsdale, which would start for many other teams in the Premier League. But you mentioned Cuti hey. Romero. We won't have Cuti yeah. Romero in our best Premier League 11, yeah, but we not. do understand that Cuti Romero is maybe a top 10 centre-back in the world. He's won a World Cup, and he's vital for Argentina. And a big blow yep. for Tottenham. But the Premier League, yep. I'm going to say this, the best centre-backs in the world right now are in the Premier League and Barcelona. Ronaldo Araujo and Conde, for me, are the only ones that can match players like Van Dijk, Ruben Dias, and Saliba. And Bastoni. I won't forget Bastoni too. So those, for me, <laughs> are the best in the world. But I want to know, Bretson, who is in your yeah. best defence in the Premier League so far? <laughs> Well, I am not going to betray my eyes. I am going to put (laughs) William Saliba for Mm -hmm. Arsenal in there. And I am going to have next to him, I am also not going to betray my eyes. And no, I am not here to say that he is back to his peak, peak, peak form. But he has been an incredibly smart player for Liverpool this year. I'm going to say Virgil van Dijk is pretty dang close to back to uh, full Virgil van Dyke form. Um, and I'm going to say it's Van Dyke and Saliba as the top center back pairing so far this season in the Premier League. Virgil van Dyke has been amazing. The captain is back, but I put Ruben Dias ahead of Virgil van Dyke. And I would start I... William Saliba and Ruben Dias. Virgil van Dyke mm. has been the best out of the three. If we were to compare and do a start bench cell with Virgil van Dyke. Saliba and Ruben Dias currently, Van Dijk was the one that had the biggest peak. But currently, I'd go Ruben Dias, the most consistent of all. I would start, mm. I would bench Saliba, and unfortunately, I would have, would have to sell Virgil van Dijk. Not for, what, yeah. uh, not for what he was, but for what he is right now. Ruben. I gotta go Ruben Dias. You're stopping Ruben, mate! And William I, Saliba. I, 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 William Saliba has 40 Premier League games. 30 wins and only four losses. He is the he's been so impactful. And without Saliba, the Arsenal defense mm-hmm. isn't the same. Just like without Ruben Dias, the Man City defense isn't the same. And Liverpool need more options. They rely way too much on a good Virgil Van Dijk, a good form. Yeah, Virgil but, Van Dijk. But well, that, that I mean that is true. But Ruben Diaz has, has I mean you mentioned he's consistent, right? He obviously is consistent, and even when he's not say 100% or his best, he's still one of the best, if not the best, uh, in the Premier League. But I just think Virgil van Dijk has been cleaner than him so far this season. Mm. Uh, So far this season. 
if we're going to go full season here, one of these likely will get kicked out, uh, assuming Ruben Diaz stays healthy and, uh, you know, is a monster as he has always been for Manchester City. But I think early on this season, he's actually shown to be relatively error prone, mm-hmm. right? He's had some um, mistakes, I mean, true. It's true. Yeah, more often than what I'm used to seeing. Virgil van Dyke, um, yeah, I know there's that fun little stat. <laughs> he hasn't been dribbled by and all that good stuff. But Virgil van Dyke has been incredibly clean this season. And when he's not clean, I mean, I, I just think um, he's back to his, like, in- intelligent best uh, in front of Allison there. And I don't think Liverpool's defense gets enough credit so far, considering, you know, at times they haven't had Alexander Arnold. At other times they haven't had a full fl- uh, Robertson. They've had injuries at center back. Um, so I, I'm I'm need more just depth, Im, impressed they, with that. They do need more depth. But I think if we're going to go to the end of the season here, yeah, it's very likely Ruben Diaz for me will wind up being one of these two, unless, of course, Manchester City starts to fall by the wayside, which I don't so expect. It's so scary, mate, that William Saliba is 22. We're talking about Ruben Diaz and Virgil van Dijk comparing to him, yeah. and his prime is coming. And to, to be yeah. fair, for France, we do need to see a better William Saliba because we do see yeah. a strong Ruben Diaz for Portugal and a captain with Virgil van Dijk for the Netherlands. So William Saliba, yep. go bolder for France in the Euros. And Arsenal, well, you're, you're the best defender. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, got two, I got two other shout-outs for centre-back here. They're mm. not going to make it on here, but Ethan Pinnock for Brentford definitely deserves a shout okay <laughs> um he's been in the league quite uh, quite a while but he's been that kind of uh Sorry, that Maguire. you know uh, <laughs> something like he's just been a clearance machine for them um i think he's already got the most clearances in a game and he is uh one of mm-hmm. the central reasons why uh, brentford are where they are and frankly they should be a lot higher they only have they have a Manchester United issue. They have mm-hmm. Noah Von Tony. They got no striker, so they're not scoring goals, mm-hmm. even though their defense is doing what they need to do to win games. So Ethan Pinnock gets a shout-out from me. And then the other one is Mickey Van de Ven. It's so tough to see him go down with that injury because heading into this, he was everyone's favorite to talk about. I don't know if he would have been able to do it for a whole season, but he, was, he, sh- he showed right away he was worth the money. And he has a whole lot more to offer than what he was offering in the Bundesliga. And he was getting ready to gear that up before that hammy went on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, they deserve shout-outs. But, uh, yeah, Van Dyke and Saliba are my two CBs. Definitely. And if Romero's back, he would be the best center-back at Tottenham. Okay, people at home. But yeah. Mickey van der Ven is playing good football right now, which $50 million cost a lot from Wolfsburg. And he is delivering mm-hmm. right now. Uh, so the best defense in the Premier League so far for me, it's Alisson in goal. I would put Joshko Guardiola at left back. I love that new mm-hmm. role that Pep Guardiola has him in. And I would put my two center backs, William Saliba, only four losses at Arsenal ever, and Ruben Dias, the most consistent center back from last season to this one. And then at right back, I would go with Kieran Trippier, the leader of Newcastle and the man that makes everything gel and that team. Do not sleep on Trippier. That yes, I'm putting him ahead of Reese James. I'm putting him ahead of Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yes, Trippier has that importance in my view. So that's my... Fair enough. So Gavardi all at left back. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I... I, Yeah, it... I mean, he's been... um, Un... What's the word? Unbothered? 
I guess. It, it's been seamless, but at the same time, it hasn't exactly been, like, elite. And then again, I'm going to state my left back, and my left back has definitely not been elite, but he has been one of the most exciting left backs, and he's young, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, in, in the Premier League so far. So that's why he's on there. But my defense with Allison in goal four. Uh, Premier League 11 so far this season as we enter into December 2023. Can't believe that. My uh, In front of goalkeeper Allison, we've got my left back is Destiny Udogi for Spurs. And if it weren't for that red card, right, relatively recently, I would have probably had him in here with 90% certainty. OK, just because of the way he has transitioned into that Spurs team. Obviously, they're entering into uncharted territory moving forward with the injuries. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Udogi on the left, mm -hmm. Poro on the right um, and Kuti and his new partner uh, does in defense there. But I think Udogi deserves it um, moving forward or so far not moving forward. And then I've got Van Dyke and I've got Saliba as talked about previously at center back. And then my right back is also Kieran Trippier. And just like Ruben Diaz, right? I'm not comparing Trippier and, and uh, Diaz, but just like Ruben Diaz, I don't think Trippier has been, you know, amazing this season. He mm. had a run of form that was actually pretty questionable, but even after that, he is still the best right back um, in the league right now. Uh, and I, I, you can't, I mean, you can't argue with his contributions in the attack, in defense, and, you know, Newcastle's doing just fine managing two campaigns uh, for the first time in 20 years. So right? your best Premier so, League defense until now, until now has Allison, Destiny Udogi, Van Dyke, Saliba, and Trippier at right back. So no Man City player. No Odogi for you? No, no Man you. City player that has the best defense in the world right now. Yeah, uh, I would have put, if I were to put anyone in there, it would have been Kyle Walker. Mm. Right now. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I like, I mean, Saliba, Saliba or Van Dyke right now. Uh, I don't think Ruben Diaz, I, I do think over a large season, this is the issue is we're going to get it picked apart because we're talking about up to December. <laughs> best in form up to December. We are not talking about the full season. We are not talking about Ruben Diaz's last season or the season before that and how damn good he's been, right? We are talking about August yeah, I'll get you. To I December. get you, Bretson. You're and, a PT and that, yourself. That, it's all good, mate. I the know, defense I know, has been just, done. And now let's go with the midfield. That The midfield will have it. big snubs too, which I think James Ward-Prowse will be one of them. But let us know down below who are your uh, best midfielders in the Premier League so far. My best midfield yeah. in the Premier League so far has Rodri at CDM. I have Declan mm -hmm. Royce in midfield, and I have Bernard Silva. I'm snubbing James Madison, but the importance that Bernard Silva has for Man City is undisputed. Three goals, three assists, but the engine, the way they play, that's why they tick. So it's Rodri, Declan Rice, and Bernard Silva, my midfield. Yeah, uh, you know, what's really interesting to me about Rodri is I almost wanted to punish him for the fact that Manchester City plays so bad with him. Without him, I should say, right. when, you know, he got ejected and he was suspended for multiple games. Right. I really, really wanted to to, to hurt him for that in that instance. But I, I think Rodri obviously is probably the best six in the world. Um, and and he is insanely what, what it showed to me. Right. Rodri. Mm -hmm. uh, it showed to me how important he was to obviously such a world class team. Manchester City. Manchester City is not playing their best football yet. Mm -hmm. Yet. Right. So that's why I'm quote-unquote, sort of snubbing Manchester City players right now, but 
Rodri, I had to have in here. Believe it or not, I am snubbing Declan Rice at this moment for Douglas Ruiz. Uh, Luis. I think Douglas Luiz has done it all. Yes, penalties, but uh, goal involvements. He's done it on set pieces. He's the heartbeat of that Aston Villa team. Unai Emery trusts him and thinks he can take it and even a, you know another step higher. I feel like Douglas Luiz up until now, where Villa is, one of the only surprises right in the top four, top five right now. I really think that Douglas Ruiz deserves to be here, um, slightly eking out, say, a Declan Rice or a James Ward-Prowse uh, at this moment. Um, that's not to say I don't think Declan Rice will be here you know, later on this season. My, I had to put James Madison in mainly because, Alex, he's probably not going to be here at the end of the season. Right. <laughs> Up true. until December, he was the best signing, James Madison. He was, uh, mm -hmm. you know, absolutely talismanic for them in terms of architecting an mm -hmm. offense that did not have a true nine it's up true. top. Right. And you got to give him credit for that. And Madison gone. Yeah. Van de Ven gone. All these injuries have we've started to see the cracks show um, in Big Ange's side. But J but James Madison deserves um, to be here for me. Um, and the only other person I'd probably throw in here who Shobazlai? I think will be here at the end of the season is Shobaslai. Yeah, I think he'll be here at the end of the season. Um, but right now, my midfield is Rodri, Manchester City, Douglas, Louise, Aston Villa, and James Madison Spurs. And it was, you know, I, Declan Rice has been great. You must have Declan Rice because he's the most important player for Arsenal and Arsenal are top of the league. Right now, Declan mm. Rice, in the last 13 games for Arsenal, he's got in the Premier League five Man of the Match awards. He makes the Arsenal yeah. team tick, and that's why I believe Declan Rice must start in this team. And you mentioned too Shabazz Lai. Shabazz Lai mm -hmm. is the hero of Hungary at 23. He's the captain and he's played 38 games internationally for his national team. I'm not saying he's Pushkas already, but Hungary are going bold right now with zero defeats in the Euro qualification and going to the Euros very positively because of Shabazz Lai. 10 goals and 5 assists for Hungary in his career too. Unreal. Love it. But... To, to defend my Douglas Ruiz pick, as I'm looking at Rodri versus Declan Rice. That's kind of what I was Ooh. looking at there, right? So Rodri right now, I mean, you could make I, that I argument and, and kick kick Rodri to the side, but I look at it as kind of a 6-8 type of thing. Mm -hmm. And Douglas Ruiz, for me, uh, actually, you're kind of staring at what I think could be internally a, a perfect Arsenal midfield. I Yes, if you've got Brenton. Declan Rice, Douglas Louise. Now, whether or not Villa's uh, uh, <laughs> yes. not going to let him go for chump change. So whether or not they're ready to play ball to bring in what I think would be a perfect complement to Declan Rice in midfield at Arsenal, uh, that'll be interesting. But and yeah, Villa Douglas Louise was the my big bucks. They deserve the big bucks for they, Douglas Louise. They Luis. do deserve the big Great bucks. Great scouting to get oh, him. And they th got an yeah. extension when Arsenal wanted him in last transfer window in the summer. But just because mm -hmm. we're mentioning Rice, I have a start bench so that I would like to know your answer here. And it's not Premier League, <laughs> but it's got Declan Rice there. Okay, which okay. it is a start bench show with Fede Valverde, Frankie de Jong, mm. and Declan Rice. How would you rank oh, Declan gosh. Rice against these two players? Current current form? Current or form. Or peak form? Current okay. form. Current. Oh, my. All right. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Uh, Valverde has been phenomenal. I would start Valverde. He really has. I, I, I would, too. I think I would, too. I, I almost had a tough time doing it. I actually would start. I would start Fede Valverde. I would bench Declan Rice and I would sell 
Frankie Dion. <laughs> I love you, Bretson. You're going bold, yeah. mate. You're going bold. I would that's, still, that's a, I would still bench now. maybe Frankie Dion on Declan Rice. Really? But still, let's see in the Euros if Declan Rice is the hero of England and England wins the Euros. If that happens, we'll everything changes. Next to Jude Bellingham. I'd start Fede Valverde, bench Frankie Dion, and sell Declan Rice. But it's a debate. Okay. It is a it debate is. right there. It is. But let us know your midfield of the Premier League in the comment section down below. Until now, and yes, who are we snobbing to? We mentioned James Ward-Prowse. Mm. That is a big snob. Even Pascal Grob. Pascal Grob, the, yeah. the Zerbi yeah. had big words for Pascal Grob, yeah. saying he's one of the best players he's ever worked with. Underrated, he's. and that's why he's selected for Germany. Pascal Grob, yeah. okay? Remember at, the name. At 32, right? 32, I think. Um, yeah, just great, uh, absolute great, great story. Unreal. I remember when Brighton came up. Brighton came up. I mean, he's played quite a few positions for them. He's a Swiss Army knife and somebody that uh, De Serbi, and even before him, uh, Potter could depend upon. And it's, it's, it's awesome to see him get his just desserts. But all right, on to the attack, right, sir? Because there's got to be some changes here, maybe. The, yes, I think the attack, we're going to have a, a bit of a debate here and there because there's, okay. not in, there's not an easy decision to be made. My best attack, no. my front trio of the Premier League until now, I've got Huming Son at left wing. I got Erling Haaland at striker, and I've got Mo Salah at right wing. Yes, I know Saka has been unreal, yeah. but Mo Salah has 10 goals and 5 assists. And if Salah wasn't there for the Liverpool team, they would be struggling, struggling to be in the position that they are right now. Salah elevates the team and makes them Premier League contenders. So that's why yeah. I put him at uh, ahead of Bukayo Saka. And I said that Glenn Rice is my most important player of Arsenal. That's why. Yeah, well... You at least have two Arsenal players, right? You got two Arsenal players in this 11. Um, I've got only one. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I, I, maybe we are snubbing them. But you know what? That, that's a <laughs> testament to how they've played collectively as a team. Mm -hmm. I, I think so. Uh, but anyway, my attack, I again, just like James Madison before him, um, Pedro Neto has been out. He's missed three games so far. But guess what? Oh, Pedro goodness. Neto still leads the Premier League in assists. He still leads the Premier League in assists. So I think uh, the fact that he's been doing it, he was tearing apart defenses um, for Wolves. For Wolves, right? None of these big six teams, okay? The fact that he was doing that means he deserves to be here, okay? Now, I do believe that Jeremy Doku by the end of the season will likely be there because he is the most mm -hmm. explosive winger that this, this um, the Premier League currently has. And I think most... Premier League defenses are scared as hell to go up against Jeremy Doku. So by the end of the season, he'll probably be there. But Pedro Neto, come back healthy. Show us you can pick up right where you left off. But right now, up until December, Pedro Neto deserves it uh, for me, just by the way he had, had been playing. Now, oh, that, going bold, that, snubs, that snubs uh, Son, right? It does. Uh, um, Son but, with eight goals and I, one assist. Right, but I looked at him kind of as their nine, right? Because he's been playing up there, sort I of. cheated a bit, um, yes, I'm so, putting him at left Yeah, you wing, did. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Erling Haaland has, has to be there. Exactly. Um, but I really do feel Ali Watkins deserves a shout for what he's been doing. Will? You know, assisting, mm -hmm. goal scorer, big part of Unai Emery's counterattack. Um, mm -hmm. Love it. But anyway, left wing, Pedro Neto, striker, Erling Haaland, not that surprising. Dude's still scoring goals left and right. And right wing, I'm right there with you. 
Mo Salah is too important for Liverpool. Absolutely too important for Liverpool. Bukayo Saka is phenomenal for Arsenal. But if you're going to put the two of, the, two of them together right now, up mm-hmm. until December, I got to put Mo Salah with, with the amount of goals he's got and the amount of assists. No he's Rashford. where Liverpool is. No Rashford, no. and deservedly. No. Rashford doesn't deserve yeah. to be in this Premier League best 11. But if we see halfway half last season, Rashford was in a yeah. form of his life. So he better pick he up his form. But you mentioned some names. And because we're doing yeah. a bit of start bench cells here, you mentioned Doku, you mentioned Pedro Neto. There's a bit of rising wingers happening in the Premier sure. League right now. How would you rank a start bench cell with these rising wingers of Jeremy Doku, Pedro Neto, and Alejandro Garnacho, too, that scored the Puskas goal. How would you rank oh these three? It's a very difficult call, but until now, I'm going to say my first. I would put, I would start Jeremy Doku right now. I would yes. bench Garnacho maybe. And unfortunately, I know Pedro Neto is top in assists in the Premier League, but the talent of yeah. Doku and Garnacho, Garnacho for me exceeds what Pedro Neto can do. So I'd have to unfortunately sell Pedro Neto. <laughs> well, I mean, we are conveniently forgetting Doku has been injured in the past. It's um, true. It's true. But uh, and we we haven't yet seen Garnacho injured, so hopefully that doesn't happen. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Um, I, I would sell Garnacho. Ooh, I would. So I, I mean, I, I get that he's got. So you would start. Who? I think Doku. I think Pedro, I think Pedro Neto is a much smarter player. I think he's uh, he's still relatively young. He's obviously much he's ancient compared to Alejandro Garnacho, but he uh, has this this experience about him that I think would slot perfectly into a top six team if you can keep him healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the big 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 if. But if I'm going to take him at peak right now, I'm going to start Jeremy Doku just because he offers something that very few teams can get Mm -hmm. right now um and he's only going to get better as long as he stays healthy Mm -hmm. two i would bench pedro neto and i would sell alejandro garnacho because yes he has scored ridiculous amazing goals right amazing goals but it's it's whether or not he can do it with consistency whether or not he can actually fold into or lead a team Mm -hmm. um you know so it's one thing to have a puskas candidate it's another thing to you know I don't know. Uh, to be the top assistant Ronaldo. in the Premier League. Be, to, to, to actually be, yeah, to actually be your idol, right? You know, exactly. and, he's and getting uh, there. go to that. So he's getting there. I, I'm sure that will change in the future, but I got to put Pedronetto on the bench for that one and, and sell Garnacho. And we because, don't have Jared Bowen. Yeah. We don't have Anthony Gordon. No. We've st- we've snubbed a couple of other players too. But you mentioned Ollie yeah. Watkins. And Ollie Watkins, mm-hmm. if I'm not starting Erling Haaland in the best Premier League 11 so far, I would be putting. Ollie Watkins instead, if it wasn't for Erling Haaland. Yeah. I, but Absolutely. I want to pose you the question of, start bench cell yeah. with a Ollie Watkins, a Callum Wilson, and an Ivan Tony in this. All English, all Ooh. strikers, and all in the Premier League. I would start Ollie Watkins for the four in with Unai Emery. Okay. I would bench yeah. Callum Wilson, and I would have to sell Ivan Tony. I don't see him play now, now that he's banned. <laughs> and I see Brentford <laughs> putting a hundred million price tag on Tony. Please, Arsenal. Don't pay that money. He's maximum of 50 to 60 million. And that is a lot. Mm. That is a lot. It is. He doesn't even start for his national team. And we're we're asking 100 million? The world nowadays. Oh, my days. I know uh, Ali Watkins was considered a big amount of money um, when he was bought. I mean, he was more of like a championship striker. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same come up story like Ivan Tony, right? 
Uh, but Ollie Watkins, uh, up until what? I, I guess this season. I mean, even last season, people were ruining all of his missed chances. They were annoyed, you know, with inconsistencies. And for some reason, we've all forgotten that because Ollie Watkins is very much kind of like the focal point, the fulcrum of that that attacking style that Unai Emery has. Um, so yeah, it's pretty crazy how it comes and goes. Uh, but Ivan Tony not playing right now, I think that kind of kills him. So yeah, I'd start Ollie Watkins. Um, oh man, I already forgot who was the third one. Callum Wilson. <laughs> Callum Wilson. Oh, he's always man. forgotten, but okay. he still performs. Look at he Newcastle. does. He does still perform. <laughs> um, okay, I'm, I'm still gonna go Ollie Watkins start. I'm gonna go Ivan Tony uh, bench. I'm gonna add because you've got to remember. Well, Callum Wilson takes PKs too. Yeah, man. The, 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 the Callum Wilson, no Isaac, no problem. Callum Wilson exists. <laughs> not, I'm just not sure how much value we would get in selling Callum Wilson because he's the true. oldest of the bunch, if That's I'm not mistaken. If we, if we were to sell um, value, completely, Bretson, yeah. in the contract yeah. too. But I'm just going with who would I would start in my team. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I think Yvonne Tony is... Uh, I don't think Arsenal should be spending that amount of money on him, but I do believe we are forgetting how good he had been for Brentford. And we are seeing right now in Brentford's impotence in front of goal, mm -hmm. uh, they've got Brian Mbumo, who I believe is the only one that's able to good score. Uh, Ivan Tony is is Brentford. Mm -hmm. um, so and uh, it's just a matter of if you can take that step up. And I do think he's good enough. It's just he's got to be playing and stop betting and all that good stuff. And yeah. I did snub. Phil Foden, Saka, and Trent. But yeah. the future of England is in safe hands right now. Trent literally has 100 goal involvements and in uh, mm. 312 games. And he's 25 mm. years old and he's the vice captain of his boyhood team, Liverpool. And then you have Saka that in 2023 had 53 games, 19 goals, 17 assists. This is why England are one of the contenders to win the Euros. And they have the best league in the world, which does help developing players like this to have an impact in the national level. It's just you're taking out Salah, you know? <laughs> exactly. <Fukaya Saga laughs> exactly. That's it. The best That's African really player in the to. Premier League, uh, Mo Salah. He's getting to that point. The top goal scorer ever yeah. of Liverpool. Mo Salah is disrespected for the consistency he's been having non-stop. He should be in the top yep. five of the Ballon d'Or more reoccurrently or hey. in the past. It should have happened more. One other thing um, before we move on here, mm -hmm. Pedro Porro, I, I believe, you know, Kieran Trippier has obviously been phenomenal for Newcastle, but I, I don't think Pedro Porro has gotten enough uh, credit for how he's kind of settled in mm -hmm. um, at Spurs after that crazy topsy-turvy, like, boom-bust type of uh, entry uh, to Tottenham life. Uh, so it's it's been great to see him kind of settle in. I think he's a dark horse to be one of the better RBs uh, right backs in the league by the end of the season. Um, I just, again, you're up against Trippier, uh, who even at his worst has still been pretty dang good for Newcastle. Mm -hmm. But I think Pedro Porro deserves a shout. I mean, we didn't even mention Julian Alvarez, who does a lot of the cleanup work for Manchester City. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anyone else that we're missing? Uh, uh, but there should be someone else. But help us, you spectators at home, okay? Comment down below. 
Who did we miss in the Premier League best yeah. 11 so far? Because, yes, there's a lot of talent in the best league in the world. But now, an interesting topic. We mentioned it in the intro. You guys deserve to know, and we have to say it. The best players in the top seven European leagues. And we have an under-23 list, an under-21 list, and an under-19 list that we can say quick, go. quick, so you guys know, because it's value, value information. Because there's a lot of talent yep. now grow uh, going going up, going up in value. Mm -hmm. So going with Premier League first, I think the best player in the Premier League so far until now, I'm going to go with Mo Salah. I think number two, mm. Erling Haaland. And I'm going to say number three, Declan Rice for the importance he has for Arsenal. Five man of the match in their last th 13 games. And he wow. is, yeah, he makes the tick. He makes Arsenal tick. <laughs> no Rodri. Saka. And no Rodri, yes. No Saka and no Rodri. Damn. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, I've got <laughs> Ruthless. I, I really I really rate yeah, that is pretty ruthless. I rate Rodri as the top defensive midfielder on the planet, you know, yeah, in consistency. And I I think um I think he is so important to Manchester City. I mean, Erling Manchester City will continue to score goals without Erling Holland. I want to be careful what I'm saying here, right? Uh, <laughs> I have number one, Rodri. Best player in the Premier two. League. Best player in the Premier League. He's that important to Manchester City. Erling Holland, number two. Mo Salah is number three for me. Declan Rice, Bukayo Saka, four, five, close, right? You're going um, bold, Bretton. You are I'm, going I, bold, I, I, Bretton. Yes. Give the ball on <laughs> to Rodri. Give the ball on to Rodri. <laughs> I just, but, I, but you it's know, fair. I've, I've, he can play center back too, it, like we saw for Spain. It's, it's very huge. adaptable. It's huge for them. It's true. It's huge for them. I think maybe, maybe it's I, I rewatch a lot of the games when Manchester City loses, and you know, one of the common themes is Rodri's not there. He's not playing well. So, <laughs> uh, but know. under twenty three, Bretton. I, I, I'm gonna yeah. say the best under twenty three in the Premier League top three. The best, the top three under twenty three players in the Premier League. In my view, I have Bukayo Saka first. He's been tremendously okay. important for this team. I'll go Joshko Kvardiol second, one of the best defenders okay. in the world right now. And I would say three Saliba. No, sorry. I would go Bukayo Saka first, <laughs> two Saliba, and three Joshko Kvardiol. I'm so sorry. And if I were to have wow. a number four, I would have Dominic Shoboslai because he's been tremendously okay. important for uh, for Liverpool and for Hungary. I'm sorry, people. If I I'm sorry if I if I scared you for a bit, but I put Saka yeah. and William Saliba one and two in the top under twenty three. I think we just lost a thousand subscribers just from that <laughs> little hiccup there. No, just kidding. Uh, okay, well I did not do under twenty three. I don't necessarily have an issue with it. I think Saka obviously is mm -hmm. so humongous for Arsenal. I think he's also in danger of maybe like being called upon too much right i mean i feel like he does so so much for arsenal he's the At best some finisher point, be some sort of arsenal's yeah. problem is that bukayo saka is the best finisher in their front trio and he's the right winger yeah. that can't be the case yeah. they got must get a striker but who's your top uh, under yeah, 21s <laughs> okay my top oh you're right we got to keep moving Top under 21s, Premier League kid, uh, Premier League top under 21s. I got to go number one, Jeremy Doku, right now. Mm. Uh, number two for me has been possibly the only plus silver lining of a Chelsea weird season. It's got to be Cole Palmer. 
And uh, number three, I think his importance goes a little bit understated. Um, but early on, he was getting some love. Uh, he is not getting it anymore because of the injuries. But Pape Matar Sar for Spurs, but you're going to I think, deserves to be in there. <laughs> uh, well, I love I love what's happening there. The Trippier and Livermento, and you've got Hall, and they're all learning from each other. I, I love what's going on at Newcastle. But no, Doku has been already so important for City. I repeat, Jeremy Doku has already been so important for Manchester City. Okay, mm-hmm. that that is huge. And for how old he is, that's impressive. Cole Palmer has been everybody's favorite person to watch for Chelsea so far this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, and even, even the passerby can notice how direct and how good Cole Palmer has been. And Pape Matarsar, just because, come on, he went from being kind of a cast-off going back on loan to winning a place in Big Ange's new setup next to Basuma. Um, and I know that that's been messed up with some injuries these days, but Matarsar deserves a whole lot of credit. You know, Jared Branthwaite for Everton, Destiny Odogi, Kobe uh, Maino at the end of the season. Udogi, yes, yeah. but Kobe oh, Maino yeah, yeah, yeah. could be one of the top teenagers in the Premier League by the end of the season. If he solidi- yeah. solidifies himself as a starter for Man United, we might see yeah. an England midfield in the future with Declan Rice, Bellingham, and Kobe Maino. Keep developing. Yeah. Trust. Trust. He's got the trust of Eric Ten Hag. So let's trust the process. Well, yeah. Let's well, here's a U19 quick list, quick mm-hmm. list U19, because we didn't mention Evan Ferguson. We didn't mention Evan Ferguson, and I got him as number one. Number two, I've got Alejandro Garnacho for U19 uh, best Premier League players or you know ones you want to watch. And three, I, I don't even have Kabi Mainu yet, but I think by the end of the season he'll be there. But I got to put Rico Lewis because any you know any teen, player. any 19-year-old that wins Pep Guardiola's heart uh, – Wins mine as well, but I got a shout out. I got a shout out. He's Italian, but he's also eligible for uh, Canada. He's also eligible for the USA. Uh, Luca Culiosho has been literally the only good thing about Burnley's season so mm-hmm. far. Um, and at 18, um, I, I hope Burnley figures out what's going on, but it's getting oh. deeper and darker in that hole for them. That's a um, whole other conversation yeah. with Vincent Company. Maybe Ooh. we'll have to get sacked. In a innovative yeah. football at Burnley. But maybe it's not the right moment to do just that when you come up. Just been promoted. But let us know down below your yep. Premier League best players and if you agree with what we're saying. Going with Premier League, I think it makes sense to go with La Liga second. Because, look, sure. it's we got an English player leading La Liga too. <laughs> yep. The best player in La Liga, no doubt in my mind, is Jude Bellingham. Number two, I'll put Antoine Griezmann. And number three, mm. I'm going to go with another Real Madrid player. Rodrigo Goish. Unreal form what? until now. No Vinicius, but Rodrigo has been unreal in the offense of Real Madrid. He's been better than Vinicius and Jocelu. Look, he's scoring goals, but he's by no yep. means as good as Rodrigo too. So yes, I, I'm not putting any Girona player, but shout out to Artem Dovbik. That is one of the most yep. important players of Girona. But no, for me, the best person in La Liga, Jude Bellingham. Griezmann and mm. Rodrigo right now. No Barca player, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So not even uh, Ronald? Not even Ronald Araujo, unfortunately. No. I think Conde wow. has been better than Ronald Araujo this season. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rod- Rodrigo. Putting Rodrigo there, that's huge. Uh, I Wow. I mean, he's been insane the last, what, five games? Five goals, four um, assists? Rodrigo I know. Goals. It's, it's, 
Good for him. He goes. Rodrigo goes. He gets it done, <laughs> apparently. Uh, all right, my La Liga top three. There's not much change here. I've got Jude Bellingham, Real Madrid. We've talked extensively about how insane it is that he keeps leveling Jude up. Bellingham. I know. Antoine Griezmann, definitely two for me. Uh, and I got Federico Valverde uh, for Real Madrid in, in third. Uh, kind of like a sneak submarine type of uh, uh, season so far for him, kind of skating under the surface, but he's been been very, very, very good. Um, and the only one, I mean, I get Rodrigo, I guess, uh, but I got to shout out Real Sociedad in Takafusa Kubo has definitely been one of the most exciting. Oh, yeah. Definitely been one of the most exciting at in La Liga. And Alex Garcia um, for, uh, for Girona also has been incredibly, incredibly important to how good that they have been. Uh, so they definitely deserve shout-outs. But, yeah, Bellingham, Griezmann, Valverde for me. Bellingham, 16 games, 15 goals, 3 assists. Bellingham is the yep. best player in the world right now, not just La Liga in my point of view. Griezmann, he's yeah. three goals away. He's going to be the top goal scorer of Atlético de Madrid this season. History is going to happen in La Liga. So, Rodrigo. Keep going bold and make this statement right, okay? And Vinicius Jr., he's out with injury, okay, people? But I love, Bretson, that yep. you're mentioning Federico Valverde, that he has been in defense, in attack, and obviously in midfield, where he's supposed to be at all times. But best under-23 players in La Liga until now, this season, Bellingham obviously has to start. I would have put in Gavi second, but he's got an injury. I'll put now Rodrigo second, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Nico Williams at third he's got seven assists he just extended until 2027 and he's got a 50 50 million release clause if he goes bold in the euros don't be surprised if he gets to move to a european top team and yes if i were to have a fourth it would be takefusa kubu that is nice i've, I've watched him play in stadio de luz when it was benfica against yep. Real sociedad and every time kubu touched the ball it was an attacking threat even the you had you had to have two players on top of him Something could happen yep. always. So he would give space or he would make something happen. So Kubu is the real deal, and he's going to a top yes. team next season. Yeah, yeah. But where? <laughs> Liverpool will need a that's, winger that's maybe after Mo Salah. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to they're gonna get Kubu, but I think the two teams that are 100% getting wingers will be Arsenal and Liverpool next season. Like I, I could see Kubo doing real well. <sighs> Actually, I have no clue. Nico Williams no clue. at Liverpool, mate. Nico Williams at but, Liverpool. The yeah. playmaking, the speed, like Klopp with Nico Williams would be, and 50 million would be a bargain for me. It would, but it's probably going to cost even more than that. No, it's the release just, clause. They just, uh, the, the, in the new contract? In the 2027 contract extension, yes. There's a 50 million. That's 50 it. 50 million release clause. 50 million. Exactly. Oh, that's yeah, it. <laughs> I, I would uh, I'd pay that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that I, I did mine. You did under twenty three. I went under twenty one with my list. And yes. and the funny thing is, is, guess guess who's still number one? Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham <laughs> at only twenty years old. Unbelievable. Number two for me is Nico Williams because yes, uh, I'm not going to say he's outshining his brother Inaki at Athletic Bilbao, but he <laughs> he is. He's he's outshining his brother um, at Athletic Bel uh, at Athletic Bilbao. Um, and number three, I you know. I want to put Gavi. I do with him injured. Um, but we're not I counting Gavi because probably would have had him at two exactly. So number three for me, we got to give a little Hirona love here. Um, he couldn't get a sniff for PSV 
last season. Well, he is leading or close to leading La Liga and one of the most exciting prospects in La Liga this season. So number three for me is Savia. Savio um, at Girona. He deserves Girona. that. He um, deserves that recognition. City he group really by getting Girona, they brought in the scouting and the identification of top talents. Savio yeah. is just that. And Signakov even too. Ukrainian bowler. Yeah. Artindov big Signakov. Yeah. Like, please pay attention to Girona this season. Yeah, well, Ukrainians, man. Dovbik, uh, Sigankov, Zinchenko's playing okay, but Mikalenko for Everton has been phenomenal <laughs> so far this Mikalenko, season. Yes. I just, I love it. I love it. It's good to see. And the under 19s, you have, do you have a La Liga under 19s so we can say to the people? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, we've got Savio mm -hmm. at one, we've got Laminia Mal at two, <laughs> and third. Third, I mean, I wanted to say Asan Jiao. He's slowed down a little bit for Real Betis. Um, I'm going to say the big striker uh, for Alaves, Samu Amarodion. Mm. If you don't know him, look him up. He scored a few goals as of late. Um, and uh, while he is still very much a work in progress, I think you're going to see uh, that somebody is very much going to want to do that work on that work in progress because he could be a baller for them. He, uh, I believe he was in Atleti. I don't know if he's on loan at Alaves or if they have now bought him outright. Uh, but U19, and he's kind of coming up, got several goals this season. I but the, the big two are obviously Savio and Yamal. And, and I did some digging. Nico Williams has played 96 games for Atletico Bilbao at his age. That's why he starts That's for crazy. Spain. 96 yeah. games playing next to his brother, Inaki Williams. He's living the dream. Amazing. And we both believe 50 million release clause is a bargain. And let us know down yes. below if you agree with our Premier League and La Liga until now. But now, going with Bundesliga, I'll try to be faster here with the Bundesliga. I'm going to say sure. my best players in the Bundesliga are Harry Kane, number one. Number two, Serge Rassi. He's got 15 goals scored, two, more than 15 goals scored, two. And okay. I'm going to put number three, Alejandro Grimaldo. Shout out to the top goal scoring defender in the world right now. So it's Harry Kane, number one, Girassi, number two, and Grimaldo, number three. And Girassi has a release clause of 17 wow. to 20 million in January. Let's see what's going to happen, people. Will he leave Stuttgart? Because that is a, that's a what? That's a, that's a bargain. <laughs> That, I mean that is a that is a bargain, and yes, he will leave Stuttgart. Is my <laughs> guess. Uh, it, I, I just gotta say it again for the crowd. They were fighting for relegation last season true. with Girassi in the side, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Girassi is scoring goals, and uh, they are up near the top of the table. Not at the top, but they're up near the top. Um, but it's funny. We, we haven't talked about Joshua Kimmich this season. And no love for Leroy Sané in no that love, top three. Huh? Unfortunately. Okay. Because I got to give love to Grimaldo. Leverkusen are top of the league. And if I didn't have a Leverkusen player in the top three of the best in the Bundesliga, I think that would it yeah. would miss a point. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm going to go for the story here. I'm going to go for all the feels. I'm going to say Harry Kane at number one. Uh, I'm going to then say number two is Florian Wirtz. I think he has been just so immensely important for Bayer it, Leverkusen. It makes um, sense, too. Statist yeah, statistically speaking, whatever. But at his age, doing what he's doing um, for Xabi Alonso and for Bayer Leverkusen and the run that they're on, Florian Wirtz and where he came from, right, in terms of what he had to go through to get to this stage, um, I, I just I love I love the story. There's a little bit of bias in there in terms of being following this wonder kid <laughs> up from when he made his uh, when he made his debut. Mm -hmm. But Harry Kane, 
Florian Viertz, and then I couldn't back off um, the the Sarah Hugirasi love because I don't know. I'm going to say it right now. I I think he's been phenomenal for him this season, but I also think it might be just kind of a one off. But we will see. Mishu vibes at Swansea. That could be the case, but in the Bundesliga right yeah. now. You're going bold, yeah. but going aligning with what you're saying right now. Florian Wirtz and Bukayo Saka are the only two players right now in all competitions with more than 10 assists. So he's wow. been instrumental in the playmaking of Xabi Alonso. Without Wirtz, they would 100% not be top of the Bundesliga too. So I, I, okay. I kind of agree with where you're coming from. And the best under-23 yeah. list of... The Bundesliga, I'm going to put Jamal Musiala number two, Florian Wirtz number... No, I'm going <laughs> to... The best under-23 <laughs> list of the Bundesliga, I'm going to put Jamal Musiala, the best player. I still think he's got so many intangibles. It's unmatchable. Number two, Florian Wirtz, very, very important for Bayer Leverkusen. Number three, Xavi Simmons, instrumental for RB Leipzig mm. and a four and five... I'm going to put Bayer Leverkusen players with Jeremy Frinkpong, mm. 40 million release clause, and Victor yep. Bonnie Fass. So three Bayer Leverkusen um. players in the top five list of under 23. Wow. I think Bonnie Fass has got another Bonnie face. Bonnie face has got another level in him uh, to come. Uh, so by the end of the season, I think he's going to be popping up both of these here. But Xavi Simmons is third, huh? Mm -hmm. um, so I obviously, I went U21 Bundesliga players, top three. My number one, because Florian Wirtz made it into the all-around, he's got to be number one for me. Number two, I think, based on how important he's been for RB Leipzig, I got to go with Xavi Simmons. Mm -hmm. um, but I understand your intangibles. I understand Musiala's talent. Um, he's just not always needed for Bayern in order to, say, win. He's not always called upon to do that. So Jamal Musiala, for me, is third with my U21 top three in the Bundesliga. And I'm going to call out two names that you're definitely going to have to watch out for, um, especially heading into the end of the season. Uh, Ferris Shaibi for Frankfurt has been uh, mm -hmm. amazing, especially in the last month or two. Um, so I would definitely watch his rise. Uh, and then Enzo Milo. It's not just Serhu uh, Girassi. It's Enzo Milo in the midfield for Stuttgart that yes. has, uh, once again, he was part of that relegation uh, battle last season. And Enzo Milo has uh, has started to really pep up. And I don't think gets enough credit for, for how far uh, Stuttgart has risen so far this season. Mm -hmm. um, but, no, but no mention of Matisse Tell. No, Matistel, unfortunately. It's true. And Enzo mm. Milo, I remember, he was in Liga playing. And now seeing him yeah. in the Bundesliga, that transition of the new league, it was a good decision by Enzo Milo. Smart. But let us know yeah. down below if you're agreeing with the Bundesliga choices that we just made. And if we're mentioning yeah. all the top leagues, this is the other one with Serie A. That, look, the best players in Serie A is going to get a, a debate 100% here. <laughs> here at FC Wonder Kid. The best player... It, the best players in Serie A, if we're going to do a list, my number one is Victor Ozime. Even though mm. he was injured a lot of the start of the season, I'm still I'm going to put second, Rafael Leão. And I'm going to put third, the top mm. goal scorer of Serie A with 13 goals. I know, but third, Lautaro Martinez. Ozime, Rafael Leão, Lautaro Martinez. <laughs> I just can't do it, man. I you can't, can't do, do it. it. <laughs> Lautaro is leading Serie A in goals by, like, Double digit. No, he's he's when doubling Ozzy whoever's back. He's getting him. I know. He's I getting know. him. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And yet, I think they they uh well whatever. 
Anyway, I got to have number one, Lautaro. So I, I have to disagree with you. I also can't have Rafa Leal right now on hey. this list just yet. Um, he, he started the season hot. Um, haven't seen much of him uh, recently. So number one for me in terms of top players in Serie A right now is Lautaro, the golden boot leader, Victor Osaman, who's going to be chasing his tail, I'm sure, um, and maybe catching up by the end of the season. And then maybe a often not talked about key cog in the Inter Milan machine right now mm-hmm. has got to be Hakan Hakan Kalanaglu, who has like secretly had a phenomenal phenomenal season so far. Um, <laughs> so so that might be a, it's a little it's a little bit stat watching. It's a mm-hmm. little bit stat watching potentially, um, but he is uh, at the forefront of their Serie A uh, success. So I, I gotta have him. In there, which snubs Kavaritskilia, it snubs Rafaeliao, it snubs Bastoni. Neither of us have Bastoni on there. Ba- ba- he hasn't Bastoni. been that good. Bas- no, no, no. True, true. Bastoni. And I was going to say that just that we Juve are top of uh, Serie A, but we don't have a Juve no. player in the top three. Uh, we believe no. the team and the style of play is helping a lot in that happen. But no doubt, 100%. Inter have the best team in Serie A with a Bastoni, with a Barella, with a Di Marco, yeah. with a Dumfries, with a Lautaro in form, a Sanyanoglu, and even a Marcus Turam that was a bargain. He came for free. How can that happen? Yeah. How can how can they get away with this? Oh, Nana, Turam, they still do it back-to-back always. So, yes, Preston, I, I believe that saying a Bastoni, if you were to say to me, Bastoni is in my top three best players in Serie A, mm-hmm. I would totally accept that statement. It's not. Fair enough. Stop. It's not uh, something I Stop believe. Is blasphemous. Stop blasphemous. Though. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best left center backs in the world. But let us know. Bretton, right. who is your under, top under 21 of Serie A? Ooh, this guy. Okay. Number one is uh, Frozen On. Um, he plays for Frozen Sola, On. Right? He's on. Yeah. He's, he's on loan. Yep. On loan. And definitely uh, he's starting to come in his. In, come into his own, and uh, he's Six phenomenal. Goals. Matias Sule, uh, I think he's leading in dribbles one. He's got, yeah, a bunch of goals. Um, he is uh, going to either play a big role for, he's on loan from Juve, right? Juve, Juve. Juve have yeah, Kenan Yildiz, yeah. Andrea Cambiasu having a much better season. They have Fagioli yeah. starting to be more. Miretti, a lot more involved with the yeah. first team. He's a baller, Miretti. And let's hope Matias Sule gets the respect. So Juve yeah. have a rebuild happening right there. Vlahovic yeah, starting did, to did. score some goals. Kiesa more involved. Yeah, and, Just get and rid healthy, of Allegri. Which is, which is what we care about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, uh, so my Serie, A, my Serie A U21 has started out. Number one, Matias Sule, who plays for Frozen on, on loan. Lazar Samardzic. Uh, plays for Udinese, another one you want to watch. Uh, and then I gotta, I gotta go with you know Atalanta has put their trust um, in this center back, so I should too. Uh, Giorgio Scalvini has been great, great for them. He probably could be higher, but we got to remember he's nineteen. Mm-hmm. He's nineteen years old, so I he's on. He's top of the U nineteen list as well, and absolutely. Uh, just mm-hmm. way too poised for a kid at 19 years old in the center of defense in Syria, right? Just me, incredibly poised. For me, Scalvini yeah. is a starter for the Italian national team in the next mm. five to ten years. But Scalvini, mm-hmm. Bastoni, unreal what they have just there, those two. No, I, 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 I love him. I, I, love thought, him. I thought you were going to say by the Euros. I was going to... No, gonna, uh, by the Euros, it's, it's, it's very bold. It's very bold. But like, yeah. if you see a Bastoni, a Scalvini, a Destiny Udogi, a Donnarumma, 
in uh, five ten yeah. years uh, time time stamp it's very good and like Di Marco is right. ascension right now so yeah Italy little by little they're starting to be a top team little by little, yep. <laughs> little. but let us know down below your choices of uh in the city app but going now with league uh i think here <laughs> league uh, i think we're gonna agree with the best player obviously he's the most well-paid athlete <laughs> in europe right now killing mbappe is the best player yeah. in liga yeah. i'm gonna put number two Ashraf Hakimi, that is very overlooked by how good Mbappe is, but Hakimi is one of the best fullbacks in the world, okay? And he's one of the best players for Morocco, too. And number three, mm -hmm. I'm going to give a shout-out to Todibo. Uh, best defense okay. in the top five leagues, Nice, because of Todibo being there next to Dunt. So my best players yep. in Liga, I put Kylian Mbappe, Hakimi, and Todibo, number third. And who could, who, who would imagine... Me saying Todibo now after I saw him at Befica having a poor spell. And yeah, it's a uh, careers yeah. are with ups and downs, Bretson. Oh my days. I thought you were going to, yeah, I mean, Todibo, Dante, I mean, he's been doing it forever. And I thought you were going to actually put Marcin Bolka in there. Nah, but Golovin I guess was the player I was that was the player I was really considering. Because when I watch yeah, Wanaku, he's, he's my favorite player, yeah. Golovin. Yeah. And he uh, he was part of that kind of ill-fated, massive spend, um, and where Golovin barely played, and then he came back, and and now he's kind of a centerpiece of of this Monaco side that's in the top three, I think. Right? Mm -hmm. They're yeah. they're doing they're doing and, just fine. And so yeah, uh, I mean, too. I think he's got like four yes. goals for assists too. Instrumental. Mm -hmm. Liverpool fans have got to got to like that, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Kylian Mbappe, number one league. <laughs> League one top three, Kylian Mbappe. Mm -hmm. uh, then you've got Akraf uh, Hakimi as well for me and Alexander Golovan um, because mm -hmm. Monaco is a fun side to watch. I cannot say the same about Nice. They might be incredibly functional. They might be incredibly efficient in their defense, but they are not exactly a fun team to watch. So mm -hmm. I had to go with uh, Golovan and uh, and Monaco. Uh, also, because my, you know, Fuller and Balagan is the one scoring goals for them. And I, I, I need Golovan <laughs> as uh, as happy and as motivated as possible to continue to feed our number nine. Please do. <laughs> okay, that's a bold statement, mate. At under 23, <laughs> best in Liga, I would put number one, Todibo. I would put number two, Manuel Ugarte, one of the best defensive mids in the world right now in terms of form. Look at how he's playing for Uruguay in Incredible with Bielsa. And number three, it's a shout-out, but it, it's a bold statement. Please watch Lenny Yoro play from Lille. He sure. is the real yeah. deal. He is an incredible talent coming from Lille. And yes, you've been warned here at FC Wonder Kid. So top three yep. with Todibo, Ugart, and Lenny Yoro. Well, I... Oh, Diakite uh, too. I could have said Diakite too that's playing for Lille. I think he's under 23. Yeah, Diakite... Yeah. yeah. Did you not know Zaire Emery for you, huh? Just because he's no. injured? No. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's no a shame we're not. Emery. Yeah. No, if he's injured, it's I don't put him. But yes, com completely, Breton. He is the best under-23 player when he's not injured. Warren Zaire Emery. Yeah, I have him at top of my U21 list because I didn't listen to our rules. Uh, number two, though, because he's had a stage in the Champions League... Eliwahi deserves a shout. Um, he's capable of, uh, as we saw with the goal the other day, uh, he's capable with creating some magic from mm -hmm. time 
to time. So Eliwa, he is in there, and I agree with you. I, you and I did not actually talk about this, uh, but Lenny Yoro working his way into a, a Lille side uh, as a center back mm-hmm. um, at the age that he is at. He's only 18, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's 19 yet. He just third, um, He has, yeah, and he has been absolutely uh, great for them. So I have him as third, and and ones that I expected to be on here early on in the season, but just haven't done much. Rand Sherkey, not mm-hmm. there. Bradley Barcola has had some time, I guess, waiting for whatever, as as many opportunities as, as he can get for PSG. Mm-hmm. Um, Desiree Douay from Stade Rene, based on how he broke out last season, I had him penciled in for a massive season for Stade Rene this season, and it, and it hasn't happened uh, just yet. So that U21 list is Zaire Emery, Eli Wahi, and Lenny Yoro for Lyon. And the best, whoa, Lenny Euro, so we agreed with that. And look, the French League has the best talents coming up too, just like the Portuguese and, as we said, the Premier League too. But I, but okay, so Bretton, I think with Eredivis in the Portuguese League, we mentioned the best players and we can, people, if you want to see another video, let us know if you want to see under 23, under 19s, because yes, in this podcast, we want to mention under 17 World Cups too, just yep. at the end too. So the best players in the Portuguese league, in my opinion, top three, I put number one, Victor Gioqueres, number two, uh, Dio Costa, and number three, João Neves. Number four, it would be a Di Maria, and number five, Ricardo Horta. João Neves is the wow. best midfielder in the Portuguese league. Gioqueres is the best player for the importance he's had straight off the bat. Never forget watching that game, the first game of Gioqueres in the Portuguese league with you, Bretton, just in the stadium. Yep. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think these, I think it's Fox, this ranking. But let, let us know if you agree or disagree. Do you agree with me, Bretton? <laughs> I, I agree with you, Victor Jokeres, uh at the top <laughs> for sure. And it just goes to show you, scouting actually does work. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you just went on pure look at where he played previously, um, you would have passed over somebody that has been perfect for sporting, right? So, yeah, Gyokeras at number one. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. My number two is going to be Frederick Arsnes mm. for Benfica, just in terms of how many roles he plays for them. He has not had, is not, correct me if I'm wrong, been able to play his best position True. that much for Benfica this season. Fact. Um, and fact. Uh, number three for me, I got to give some Braga love. I know I'm kind of snubbing João Neves, but I got to give some love to Ricardo Horta, who you did right outside of your top three. Um, but Braga have been great this season. They've shown fight in the Champions League, um, and Ricardo Horta has been at the uh, at the forefront of it. But I know from a stat-watching perspective, no Simone Banza for no, you no in terms Simone of the league, league leader? No, okay. And Mateus, okay. really good goalkeeper at Braga too. But if we were to okay. do a youngsters, obviously, yeah, uh, Rodrigo Gomes maybe that is on loan from Braga to Sturil. Mm. He'd be highlighted mm-hmm. in my under-23 too. But yes, we got Joe Neves, Antonio Silva, Diomande. I think those are the top Diomande, three talents yeah. in the Portuguese yep. league. And then Rodrigo Gomes would be my worthy shout-out to know. Because, yes, he's, Love it. He's, uh, he's, he's growing to that position. Sure. <laughs> but mentioning, so Portuguese league, tell us down below if you agree or disagree with our ranking. And Eredivisie, Breton. Who's your best player yes. in the Eredivisie? <laughs> Ooh, well, you know my number one. Santiago Rivera. <laughs> nope. nope. No. Nope. 
No. Nope. How is it even number Beerman. one? Joey Veerman ahead of Santiago Jimenez. You're going without, bold, without a doubt. Oh. Without without a wet. Look, without he's a my doubt, two. Joey Veerman number he's one. He's my two. Yeah. Joey well, Veerman. You you take Joey Veerman away from PSV and they they'd have a tough time. You right? take Santiago Jimenez from Feyenoord, they ain't in the Champions League. Yeah, no, I know. Well, they're not anymore. PSV are <laughs> still in the Champions League. So um, I, I just, you know, Coleman sees it for the Oranja. Uh, Joey Veerman will be a starter uh, for mm-hmm. the Oranja uh, for years to come. He's still young. I think he's 25, 26. Um, and without a doubt, I mean, he, he does he does everything for them. And I, I might be talking him up too much, but I have shown my Joey Veerman card, my, my love for him over the past three months or so. Um, and even previous to this, like last year at this time, he was a, an incredibly unknown mm-hmm. entity. Uh, PSV scouting plucked him out of nowhere. Um, and uh, he is quickly <laughs> becoming um, one of my favorite players to at least watch. Um, Santiago Jimenez, obviously, historic start to the season. Amazing. Number two for me. Uh, number three for me is... David Hanko still for Feyenoord. I don't Ooh. understand how he is still in the Feyenoord defense, um, but I do pick David Hanko right hey. now uh, over Johan Bakayoko and just over because Pavlidis. I think ha- and over Pavlidis because how has he not left yet? Right and and Hanko, I think you could take him, you could put him into a bigger side, and he would uh, make that side much much better. Whereas I feel like if you take like a Johan Bakayoko, who's been amazing for PSV, there's still some practice. development that needs to happen there, you're right? Going, you're it's going it's very kind bold. of a it, it's a noni <laughs> it's a noni Matoweke type of a situation there, mm-hmm. where you can't just pluck a insanely entertaining um, attacker out of the ear divisie, put him into the you know Premier you League, know, Bresson, and and say have at it, son. So I I'm going with defense. I'm going with David Hanko. I, uh, I, I'd maybe put ahead of David Hanko in terms of importance, obviously, Satyagi yeah. Manish and Quinton Timber. He's been very important mm. for Feyenoord too, and maybe a Matt Swiefer, yeah. and maybe a Calvin Stengs, and maybe a Gertrude, and maybe a Hartman. Because the defense a lot. of Feyenoord yeah. is very good. So, But I agree, Hanko for his national team too, very important, and he is underrated. He is in the underrated very. talk. But let us know down below... Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you want to see more under 23 rankings? Do you want to see more rankings just like this? Let us know down below if you enjoyed this topic in the FC mm. Wonder Kid podcast. And now, Brasileirão. Who do you think is going to win the Brasileirão, Bretton? Because Botafogo, for sure, ain't winning it. Botafogo had one of the <laughs> best starts ever in Brasileirão. They won 15 games out of their first 19 league games. 14 points ahead of the second place, and they still bottle it. Why did they bottle it? Because of Christian Ronaldo wanting their coach, Luis Castro, and Aldacer. That's why they lost the league. It's all Ronaldo's yeah. fault. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 you know, it kind of it. No, I'm just kidding. It really is. Uh, but come on. It, it really is. And they <laughs> sat atop the league for 31 match weeks. They're winless in their last nine. Dude, they have figured out a way. To lose matches that are almost impossible, right? <laughs> From a predictive sense, to lose. Yep. They were up three nothing on Palmeiras, lost four to three. Yep. They were up three to one on Gremio. They lost that game. They've conceded <laughs> multiple late goals. They are broken and yet 
still they have a chance if somehow they can muster some fairy tale whatever. But that is not who I'm picking. Obviously, Paul Marish has three points ahead. They are the de facto. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's their it's their their thing to lose, right? What's insane to me is that Endrick at 17 has been such a leading reason to why Paul Marish has actually taken over because True. the beginning of the season was not that great for Paul Marish. Very well but said. Endrick is now on 10 goals uh, amongst, well, not amongst the leaders, but 10 goals scored, right? Uh, they've got seven wins in their last nine. I just don't see them mucking it up. But I do have to say, Atletico Monero, Ooh, they, they're hot, man. Great players they are and a hot. great reference. They beat Flamengo. They facilitated our decision-making towards saying Palmeiras is going to win the Brasileirão. Why does Palmeiras win the Why does Palmeiras win the Brasileirão? They have the best manager in Brasileirão with Abel Ferreira. He's won two Copa Libertadores, and he's going to win two Brasileirões with this win. They got the best player in the Brasileirão with Rafael Veiga, in my view. They've got the best centre-back in the Brasileirão with Gustavo Gomes. Unreal experience he's had in the league. And they've got the best talent, Hendrik, with 10 goals scored in 2023. I think Palmeiras deserve it. And Botafogo, bottle it. Bottle it. And I'm worried of who's going to be the next manager (laughs) of Palmeiras. Pedro Caixinha, a lot of people are referring to him. The manager of Red Bull Bragantino that don't sleep Mm -hmm. on Bragantino getting top six. Bragantino yep, yep. is going to start being a team to win Brasileirão in the next five years. The most competitive league in the world. Lucas Evangelista, yep. what a midfielder at Bragantino. What a midfielder. Yeah, the only, the only issue is they're doing kind of a mini Botafogo right now. Are they not? I mean, they, they've <laughs> lost, they've lost row, four, yes. their, four of their last five. Um, no, but I, I think the heroes right now... Um, I don't see Paul Marish bottling it. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. So I do, I do think Paul Marish will win this. They'll be they'll be back to back Brazilian round winners. But Atlético Mineiro um, and even Botafogo, mm-hmm. they have two goalkeepers that I think teams. Uh, well, maybe more Lucas Perry. Right, Perry's Botafogo would be in much much worse state if it weren't for Lucas Perry this season. And I, I'm looking at his profile, watching quite a lot of video. Uh, on him Mm -hmm. the dude's massive he's six foot five hell of a shot stopper um i'd be really surprised if some la liga team or syria team doesn't come in uh to try and sign this guy after this particular season at least pluck the one guy keeping them afloat um after that massive Mm -hmm. i i don't even know what you call it it's of epic proportions it's i've never seen anything like that breton i've never seen in all my years watching football i've never seen such a big bottle job bought the fool if it was made a movie, I don't think people would go to see it because it would be too depressing. <laughs> people would be I mean, crying, crying. I, I, like, I, what? I don't you... understand Why how this happened. Why did you do this, Ronaldo? Why did you? <laughs> I have my but, days, uh, but, but Flamengo, but, um, the, we're not mentioning yeah. Flamengo in all this. And Flamengo no, no. has a new manager that changed a lot of Tite. how things are. Tite. Tite is a great manager. And Flamengo will be attacking the Brasileiro next season against Palmeiras that could be without a Belfreire as it sta- as it stands. But Pedro will be staying at Flamengo and he's got 34 goals scored this season in all competitions for Flamengo and he should be the starter ahead of Gabigol. Tite is going to trust Pedro a lot more and Felipe Luiz is going to retire. One of the best left backs yeah. I've seen in Brasileirão play. Super intelligent well, with Jorge Jesus. Super intelligent. 
that it, it was so out of form. I mean, since Tite came in, they've been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had four clean sheets in their last five. They had a five-game unbeaten streak going, and then, boom, Atletico Monero shows up. Hulk shows up. <laughs> Scolari shows up. Um, they, they don't yeah. just beat him. They they beat him. They beat him hard. Right. Three mm-hmm. zero. Um, and it basically ended their it ended their momentum, I mm-hmm. think, um, unless they can bounce back. And a lot of that I wanted to just shout out that one other goalkeeper. Everson is the goalkeeper for Atletico Monero this season. Thirty three years old. You got Hulk at thirty seven um, with like what? Forty two goal involvements and in fifty seven games throughout the whole entire season um, for Atletico Monero. Uh, Paulinho doing crazy things. So I know um, I'm once again stealing the thunder from Flamengo and Tite, but I think it's Palmeiras and Atletico Monero finishes a close second, um, although everything in this case is going to be close. I mean, this is one of the most exciting races on the planet um, and probably will be for all of 2023. What Pretty makes Brasileirão so excited is the Brasileirão is the most competitive league in the world because you got yeah. Grêmio, Flamengo, Palmeiras, you got many teams that are at the same level. But if Benfica, Sporting, and Porto were in Brasileiro, in a 10-year span span of time, they would be winning the majority of Brasileiro titles. Imagine hmm. Ruben Amorim, Sérgio Conceição, or even a Roger Schmidt in Brasileiro. Immediately, they would be one of the best managers in the league. I'm no doubt with Sérgio yeah. Conceição and Ruben Amorim that I consider better than Abel Ferreira. Yes, the man who won two Copa Libertadores for Palmeiras. He's better, Ruben Amorim and Sérgio Conceição. All three are elite, wow. and all three are Portuguese, too. <laughs> wow. Well, sir, it's going to be an absolute race for that win, but uh, we do have a winner in the U-17 World Cup. Do you want to know uh, about it? And who we, we weren't, I warned in this case, in two podcasts previous, previously ago, Germany won the Under-17 World Cup completely deserved and the star of the yeah. show it was yes Noah Darvish was important but the star of the show was Paris Brunner one of the best left wing under 17 players in the world and he's introduced himself in this competition am I right Bretton yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right I still love I, I rate Noah Darvish a whole lot higher than Brunner but he's he's definitely taken a step forward um but what a, what a tournament! I love the U seventeen World Cup. <laughs> like you you always you always have to take it with a grain of salt, just because they're so young, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just because they're great and talented now, it doesn't mean that they get developed properly wherever they are. Uh, case in point, say Nigeria or the Mexican teams that have been phenomenal here. Uh, Mali is somebody that that you can look at this oh. season and say some of these names you'll never see again. But my oh my, are they a a canvas just like waiting to get properly painted um, and developed? And it's all about that next step with the U17 World Cup. And if I could, with my U17 World Cup 11 to watch, Alex, if mm. I could put the whole Malian team, I probably <laughs> would. Because they were just such a joy to well, watch. At but, least um, three players uh, you got to uh, put, Bretton. Just saying, okay? okay. Because I did. I True. did put three players. And going with what you said, Mali beat Argentina 3 0. Argentina know. beat Oof. Brazil 
3-0 with a hat-trick of Echeverri. That happened. Willian Stevo wasn't present. Ibrahima Diara was always present for Mali. So that is one of yep. the golden boys of the competition. But Echeverri, Willian Stevo, and Ibrahim Diara, they're all top yep. players. But going with what you and said, the best 11 of the Under-17 World Cup. I'm going to go in goal with Paul Artney, that until the final, he only had one goal suffered. I'm going to go at right-back, Eric De Silva Moreira. Centre-backs, Vitor Nunes. Uh, and and Kai Sanda, I don't want to butcher this name. Then my left back has Aymin Sadi, great left back, one of the best I've seen in a world under 17 World Cup. And then my midfield, I go with Ahmad, Am, Ama, Amadou Makolu uh, with Seku Kone mm -hmm. in midfield, the, Ma the Malian midfield, formidable. Mm -hmm. uh, and then my front three with. Uh, in front of the midfield with Paris Bruner, Echeverri, and Ibrahim Diara. And I have in front Agustin Roberto. This World Cup, mm. uh, this under 17 World Cup, was the introduction of Echeverri and Agustin Roberto, two River Plate ballers, okay? The stat line eight goals, one assist from Agustin Roberto, and Echeverri having a hat trick against Brazil. Please pay attention to these players of River Plate. Unreal. Yeah, I butchered that. Yeah, lot of names, I, I <laughs> you, you you probably did. I mean, we, I, I who's gonna come out with a football name pronunciation guide, right? <laughs> who's gonna do that? Only Just a list where you can, you can click it, you can click it, and you can hear it in different dialects. I mean, come on, somebody, please, and maybe we should. Um, listen, I don't even need to give you this 11. I have more of a, an 11 to watch. Mm. I think the only other additions that I throw in there, Hector Fort for Spain. We talked about him previously. Absolutely love him at right back. Really excited to see his development. Uh, for France, Mupia. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Mm -hmm. It sounds like uh, I've got something peanut butter in my mouth or something. Uh, but he was great for France. Uh, sorry to see him fall short when all is said and done. Um, but you you already hit on the majors here, right? Echeverri mm -hmm. and Roberto and Diara. But I have to say... Um, Noah Darvish, uh, Paris Bruner, Germany, great. France, uh, you you had quite a few people, but it was more of a squad, mm -hmm. right, type of a scenario. The I think a golden ball winner, although it probably won't be, needs to come from Mali, right? Mm, Ibrahim Needs Tiara. to come from Mali. It has to be. It him. would either be from from a yeah from a statistical standpoint from a from a straight like Captain. at you. Captain, yeah, Ibrahim Diari, he's off to Barcelona is what we're hearing. All this great stuff. It matches it, but my favorite player at this tournament, he's like the Malian N'Golo Kante or something. Uh, he's not Makalu. that big. He's slight. It is Makalu. Watching Makalu has been a joy. Okay, uh, Sekukone next to him has been phenomenal too, but Makalu has been my favorite player of this tournament. Um, my favorite is Vinicheveri. My favorite Echeverry, to watch, yeah. El Diablito. I was say, next to Echeverry. Like, yeah. in terms of um, attacking midfielders, Darvish and Echeverri are two players that I'm really excited to see their development. Echeverri has a yeah. 25, 25 million release clause. Who's going to get him? Yeah. That's a bargain for the talent. It is a bargain. And we've yeah. seen Nikupas score for Real Madrid. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> nice goal, too. I know bad goalkeeping, but nice goal, too. Um, but listen, Mali, hands down, Mm -hmm. top team of the tournament in terms of just impressive prospects 
all around. Uh, between Makalu, Ibrahim Diara, who, yes, I agree, Ibrahim Diara should likely win the golden ball if they don't insist on giving it to somebody from Germany. Then it'll probably be Noah Darvish. Paris um, or but we're, we're gonna, we Kanate, have a disagreement yeah. with those two. <laughs> Darvish, baby. I think it's Darvish. <laughs> Mahmoud Bari, uh, Mamadou Dumbia, who started out with a hat trick and then obviously got that red card, so is out. Seku Kone. I mean, League One squads, right? I'm saying that because Mali is from the French diaspora, right? League One squads should be snapping up every one of these players. Left and right, and Fuck. giving them a a a platform, a perform, a a, a place to uh, perform. League two, too. I mean, Liga two. Uh, duh, sorry, mm -hmm. uh, La Havre. I mean, these are great Valencian's, places they should wind up. So many players from Valenciennes. Exactly. I was shook. Yeah. Ismail Noob, yeah. I think the the center back two captain. I was like, what? Valenciennes, yeah. you got a great academy. It's underrated. It really is, but it, it goes to show you in this um, this tournament and why you have to take it with a grain of salt is a lot of these players we'll never talk about again. It's true. Which is sad, sad to think about. But, I but believe... every once in a while, mm -hmm. every once in a while, you get past winners of the golden ball or past winners of the golden boot that go on to do absolutely special things. Previous to like the last seven or so tournaments, mm -hmm. it was it hit at a better rate. But since, I mean, past winners of the Golden Ball include uh, Cesc Fabregas, mm -hmm. Tony Cruz, um, who else? Uh, Phil Foden, more Phil recently. Foden. But oh, only man. Phil Foden has gone on to become extra special in the last six tournaments. Mm -hmm. The other five, I, I'm not even going to name them for you, but you, you wouldn't necessarily know their name or consider them But you have a top goal scorer with Osimei. You got Osimei a couple of years back. He was the top goal scorer yeah. in the 17th World Cup. One of... <laughs> One of the last seven that you'll remember from the Golden Boot. One of the last seven. So it's only hit. We're talking. We're talking about pretty bad batting average, pretty bad free throw percentage, pretty pretty eh, pretty bad uh, shot conversion ratio. Oh, the uh, it just it it just goes to show you that the U17 World Cup are the most talented players at this moment in time. Yes. And that two years from now, three years from now, we're going to be talking about different players. But if I got to put money on somebody, um. Man, Echeverry, Echeverry. Makalu, mm -hmm. Diara, Diara is going to be huge. If I had to put money in an under-17 World Cup player that was wow for me, was Ibrahima Diara, I would put for Echeverry. Yep. I think Willen Stevel, for the short period of time mm. he was there, he showed a lot of brilliance. And Paris Brunner, sure. it's all about his mentality. If he has the right mentality for first team, dribbling-wise, one-on-one, he's a demon. Noah Darvish, yeah. Agustin Roberto. I think the offense talent, a lot of players are going to shy. And Eric De Silva Moreira for Germany. You like him? I love right this player. Great right back. But let us know down below. Wow. Who have we missed? Joel Endala, the top dribbler of the tournament. The Man City well, yeah. graduate. Best England player too. But let us know. I'm, uh, I'm wearing a Charlotte FC jersey. Because <laughs> I forgot to mention the one U.S. guy you got to watch yeah, out for. Fascia, That's right? Fascia Bert. In Fasha Bershima, so hopefully he's starting to play in MLS next season. Uh, but obviously scored scored a few goals in Tyler Hall, um, the center back for Inter Miami is something you're going to want to watch as well. But yeah, I but it it's it's over and on to the next one, right? On to the next one. The next one will be a big World Cup in 2026, Bretton, in which is the seniors. Yeah. But let us know yep. down below. Who have we snubbed? Who would be in your best 11 of uh, the Under-17 World Cup? And yes, if you're listening until now to episode 134, 